Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Today's show is pre-recorded.
Uh-huh, I sure will. Good morning, everybody. You're listening to The Voice. Come on, dig me now. One and only. Steve Harvey. Got a radio show. Man, yeah, I do. Man, God been good to me. Man, he been so good to me. Wow. And, 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 and you know why I say it like that, what makes it amazing, is because it's been in spite of myself. I mean, you know what I mean by that? I mean, I mean that he's been good to me in spite of all the craziness I've done, all the foolishness I've gotten myself involved with, and not only got, but knowingly got myself involved with, all of the stupid decisions I've made. Put all that to the side, and he's still been good to me. Bring it all and put it on the plate, and he's still been good to me. Man, that's amazing, man. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that could say the exact same thing. I mean, come on, man. I got you ain't famous. I got ain't nobody got no microphone in your face. I got nobody ain't got no spotlight on you. I got nobody ain't got no camera in your face. I got nobody probably ain't nobody blogging about you. But let me tell you something. If you break it down and be real about it, oh, you done done something outside the box. You done done something, ladies included. You've done something out the box. You woke up and went, what? did I do that for? Oh, we've all done it. So with all that said and done, God still loves you, man. God still loves you, still wants the best for you, still considers you his child, and is and is willing, is willing, man, to show you your future. He is willing to show you your life. He is willing to let you take a peek at the blueprint. Man, that's an amazing God right there. Because I don't, I know I couldn't do it. I, I couldn't do it. I'm glad it's him. You know, uh, today, man, I want to encourage brothers out there. And when I say brothers, I'm talking to everybody that's of the male species. I don't care about your color. I really, really don't. I don't even have time for that in my day. I, matter, matter of fact, sometimes when you get to discussing race, I just get tired of it sometimes. So I just wish. You know, some, some days I just want to wake up and just do me. You know, I, I, I got what 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 the skin tone is, I got that. But I just want to wake up some days and just go on about my business and do me. I don't want to have to deal with it. Sometimes I get tired of talking about the issues. I ain't going to make them go away, but sometimes I get tired. So today I'm talking to brothers, all the brothers of the male species. I'm talking about men. Today, man, if, if, if you ain't doing it all, if you're feeling empty, man, start today completing your, your process and your journey. And you know what I'm saying by that? If there's a part of you that's missing as a man, and 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 now, man, I'm talking to you, so you know some ladies listening, but you know what I'm talking about. It's it's some part of you that's missing as a man. If you ain't really been in touch with your kids like you're supposed to, now for whatever the reason is, and please know, I do understand how sometimes women can use children as pawns. It happens all the time. I've been through it. I've been through it, man. I know what it feels like, man, to want to do something, but because you ain't got this or you ain't doing this, then I ain't going to let you have this. You got to fight through, fellas. You got to fight through. 
you got to fulfill your end of the deal. And I got how difficult they making it. I got how, man, it's going to come with some drama. But you got to fight through it. Because, man, we need fathers to be fathers. That's really what we need. If you're a man out there and you are a father of a child, we need you to do your job. We. I'm talking about the, our community, our situation, us as a people, all of us. We need you to be a father. Period. Now, hey, man, I ain't coming down on you. I'm, I'm just your boy. I'm your man. And I've, I've, I've been in the same predicament and the same hole myself where I couldn't get to them, uh, where they were used as pawns, where they, they were told things about me that wasn't even true. I've been through it. Uh, you can't see them. You don't come over. Okay, okay, I got all that. You ain't sent this. You ain't, okay, hey, hey, got all that. If, if, if you can call them sometimes, tell them you're thinking about them. Tell them you love them. If you can get a letter to them, if you can get a message to your children through one of your relatives, Start the process today. Be a father. It's your job. Now, because you ignoring him or you acting like they ain't over there or you done backed him out of your mind because the situation got too difficult, I got that. I, I, I got that. But you got to step up and be fathers. You got to write a letter. You got to send the money. If she talking about if you don't send all the money, you ain't going to send. Send what you got. If she if taking it over there is too much drama, send it through a relative. Give it to a mama. Give it to a sister. Ask her to take it over there and do something for the baby. Because, okay, okay, you can't deal with the drama. I got that. And I know it's much to pay when you have to deal with that. Because I, clearly I know hell have no fury like a woman scorned. Please know I know that. Please know. And that's a real statement. That ain't no saying Steve got. That's that's the truth. So, but do what you got to do. Sometimes you have to apologize. Sometimes an apology goes a long way to your children. Just say, look, because I've made this apology before. Hey, man, look, I'm sorry. I wasn't there for you. I was out grinding and hustling, and I wasn't paying attention to you. And I should have been. And I apologize. Now, I imagine, man, there's days where you was telling people I was your father up at the school and they wasn't believing you. I apologize for sending you through that. But now, man, I tell you what, I made some mistakes and I got it together. I want me and you to move forward as father and son. I want me and you to move forward as father and daughter. I want to be in your life. Now, I ain't got a lot, but guess what? I know a lot. Because if you're a man and you're a father, please know you know something that child don't know. You have information. You have experience. That's all they need sometimes to have somebody to talk to. That daughter of yours just needs to know from her daddy, how should a man treat me, dad? What should I look for in a man? See, they'll take that information from you because they know it's coming from the right place. And then you know that your son needs you because you know how difficult it is if you're trying to be a man without your daddy. You already know how funky that is right there. So come on, man. Admit your mistakes and move forward. Call your kids. Write a letter. Get a phone number on them. Send a text. Drop a message. Send a note up to the school. Do something, man. If those of us that are fathers would just be fathers, I could shut the mentoring camp down. Now, 
I would say I apologize because I don't want you to think I'm coming down on you, but I've been through this myself. I ain't really coming down. I'm just reminding you. This is our job. These are our children. This is our responsibility. We are men. There is no excuses. You you don't get you don't get cut a break on that one. Sorry. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You know, it's so important to have representation in media. I remember growing up in Chicago, I was heavily influenced by the beautiful voices on the radio. Well, the next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. And NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. There's a concert coming to town that I just have to see. He's one of my favorite artists. I already have my tickets front row. I bought the tickets months in advance. I'm so excited. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business. You want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way to do that? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com strawberry. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash strawberry. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash strawberry. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave. And then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. 
It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, be about it. The morning time is here. Ain't no need to mess around. No more delays. Steve Harvey Morning Show on and cracking, full of life, vitality, excitement, and gratitude. We welcome you to the baddest ride in morning drive, the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Huh? You heard me. You hear me? Yo. You hear me? Shirley <laughs> Strawberry. Happy Friday, Steve. All Gonna day, Carla one. Pharrell. Never mad on a Friday, and happy Father's Day to the fellas on the Steve Harvey Morning Show, all the dads. Yeah, I want to see what I'll get anything. Junior. <laughs> morning, Unc, man, best mentor ever. Morning, family. Morning, everybody. J. Anthony Brown. Good morning, Mr. Harvey. Happy Father's Day. That's it. Happy Father's Day, you player. That's it. That's all we're going to get. Say it. Congratulations. That's it, man. That's it. One man. of the you most thankless jobs. What would you like? Mm-hmm. What would you like? Uh, don't worry about that. We it don't, don't matter. Do it, so. it don't matter. It don't matter. You just want something? Attitude? Well, you know, it is what it is. You know, we, we know we're not going to get what the Mother's Day thing. We understand why. Giving birth is way bigger than just being there. You know? Well, of course. So that's you got it. You know, yes. Ain't no problem. Don't so you ever get it. forget that. Well, you know what? Well, long as you, you know. live. <laughs> But, you know, if you got a daddy, you think you'd appreciate him, you know, seeing as how so people's missing. But but that's a fair question, though, because you have everything. What would you like? No, 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 no. I have everything right there. What? 
God. It's just you never use your imagination. Y'all ask us what we want, but Uh we think of stuff to give you. You know what I mean? Just this laziness is what it is. Straight lazy. We're lazy. (laughs) Damn near borderline trifling, if you ask me. Yeah. First we were lazy, now we're trifling, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have everything. What do you want? Some underwear, tools. Somebody uh, asked for that damn underwear. I got tools. underwear. I don't fix nothing. Work around the house. Cigars. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, no time. Can I just say something? What? Yeah. And can I say something? And it's on the day. It's not, you know, it's on the damn day you ask us. What do we want? Whenever Which means you, you ain't today. even thinking about the damn you. day. Yeah. You know I mean? It's Friday. It's okay. day after tomorrow. You ain't put a damn bit of thought in it till Friday. Ain't ordered. Man, y'all miss us Sunday. with this here. Till yesterday. Dang, I ain't even seen a commercial for Father's Day. Hey, I ain't seen one. I ain't seen one. The card section, it don't even grow. You can get a dinner reservation Anywhere, Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Anywhere, yeah, just let them vent, Shirley. Just let them vent. Walk right in. <laughs> and in the, in the card section. Sure hope y'all do something for the men in your life that's good fathers to your kids. At yeah. least maybe y'all two would try cooking. that. Well, thought about You stop thinking about cooking. Don't nobody want that. That's a step closer. <laughs> you need to throw that ragged-ass crock pot away. We'll be back. The CLO is next. I'll take your job. Yeah, whatever. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys. It is time now for Ask the CLO. Chief Love Officer Steve Harvey in the building. This one, Steve, is from Leah in St. Louis. She says, I'm a 42-year-old married woman, and I went to lunch with a man I met online. My sugar levels had been low that morning, and I started feeling lightheaded during lunch. I asked my date to drive me to my doctor's office. I thought he left, so I called my husband to pick me up. When I got out to the lobby, my husband and my date were sitting side by side. I thanked my date for bringing me as though he were a complete stranger from the restaurant. Uh, He looked confused as I left with my husband. Do I call him and explain what happened or block him and move on? You should have stumbled your dizzy ass back in that doctor's office. (laughs) You you cut me too damn close. (laughs) Is she kidding me, man? I mean, no, not at all. So the guy, he just looked confused. Yeah. You might as well just call him and explain to him what your trifling behind is. Really? I just knew you were going to say, let this one go and just move on. What? She's married, Shirley. I know. And she on a dating site. She go to lunch with the dude, ask him to take her to the doctor. Right. Okay, but how how did the husband, so he thought, she thought he left, called her husband to pick him up. She go outside, two men in the lobby. Right. That's what she get. <laughs> but that's what that's what she wants to know. Should she call him to explain or block him and move on? I'm just saying Wait a I minute. you would say block Wait. him and move on. Why are you blocking him? What he do? <laughs> See, you playing the trick game and the trick game you got caught in it. At least owe the man an explanation of what you did. I that's didn't know like you closure. 
Shirley, you why, why are you missing this? She wants to date other men outside of her husband. I get uh-huh. that. You have to tell this dude what it is. He may be cool with that. Because she going to date outside her marriage. What part of that you ain't getting? Just not That your him, sister though. is trifling. <laughs> Just not him. Move on. No, Shirley. Uh, Shirley. The CLO. <laughs> if you're going to date and marry, you're going to uh-huh. have to tell these people you marry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he knows now. Ta-da. All right, we're moving on. So uh, since you liked him and he took you to the doctor, you might as well tell him what happened. He'll probably be cool with it. Oh, that's all you want to do? All right, I'm game. Really? I would move on. I would move on. All right, um, we are moving on. Veronica in Jacksonville says, I'm a 32-year-old single female, and I've been married for 12 years. I got married really young, and now my husband is saying we need to branch out and seek other ways to jazz up our love life. After having four kids, I'm all right with having sex once or twice a week. He says I'm being selfish, and when he was upset last night, he said I'm going to make him cheat on me. Was this an admission that he already cheated, or was that a warning? Oh, uh, well, it's definitely a warning. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> but it sounded more like a promise. <laughs> He's going, it's going to happen. He's ain't, going ain't, to no, ain't no married man going to say that to his wife. Mm-hmm. And if, he, if, it, it, if it ain't in his head real good. Okay. Because y'all yeah. been having conversations about it. Sex twice a week, four kids, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. Four All kids right. is a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, MJ in Gary, Indiana writes, I'm a 47-year-old married woman, and I had sex with a 31-year-old man behind the pharmacy where we work. The church next door to us. Yes, listen, writing gets better. The church next door to us has security cameras, and there's a video of us having sex, but it's not clear. My manager wants whoever it is to come forward. I need my job, so I'm praying she doesn't ever figure out who it is. The guy keeps saying he wants to fess up because she can't fire us for this. How can I keep him quiet? Hmm. You can get fired for having sex behind the wall at your job. Now, fool. I don't know who told you you can't get fired for that. (laughs) First of all, both of y'all work there. You're not supposed to be, and it's dirty. (laughs) Y'all got on them white jackets. (laughs) (laughs) Now, he Uh, wants y'all to confess and come forward. mm -hmm. Don't be stupid. Don't listen to this dude. Please don't. And didn't she say she was married? Yes. Yes. 47. 31 year old boy. He's 31. See, 31 year old boy, he's stupid. Let's tell it. Yeah. (laughs) Confess. Nah, you done slept with a stupid person. (laughs) Yeah. Lady, that ain't you. That ain't you. That is not you. It's obviously ain't clear. She's talking about somebody volunteer. What? Fess up. What? Who? With who? Yeah, that's what I'm gonna have to happily say. married. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, right? Man, miss me. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, moving on. Johnson in Carrollton, Georgia says, This summer, my wife's adult kids are coming to stay with us for a week since we haven't seen their kids for almost two years. She has three children and seven grandchildren total. 
I have had some financial problems lately that I've hid from my wife and my family. My wife hasn't worked since I married her 16 years ago, so I hate to let her down. Should I be honest and ask the kids to postpone the visit or keep it to myself and dip into my savings? Dip into your savings, dog. Mm -hmm. Gut it out. If you don't want to hurt the woman you love, you having some financial trouble, and tell her. You could probably share it with her. She ain't working. Now, unless the financial troubles is you done bought some other woman something with the money. Ooh. Wow. Uh-uh. I hope that's not it. <laughs> you can or ask you can for ball that them back. out and go down there to pay their cash loan and mess your whole life up with that $200 loan that's going to cost you thirty grand to pay it back. <laughs> Not thirty grand. <laughs> I'm telling you that right there. I'm All right, CLO. Great loan. advice Don't today. Thank that. you. <laughs> Coming up next, Junior is in for the nephew with Run That Prank Back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, Juneteenth is now a federal holiday. We're going to talk about this at the top of the hour. But right now, Junior is in for the nephew with Run That Prank Back. What you got for us, Junior? Okay, well, this morning is sleeping security guard. <laughs> That's I'm what we're doing. Paper. That's what we're doing. We're doing sleeping security guard as I read the paper. Here you go. Oh, I feel Run it, cat. <laughs> Security booth, may I help you? Hey, uh, uh, this. Sir, can you this, speak up? I can barely hear you. Is this a, is this a security booth down by the uh by the gate? Yes, sir. This security booth. Yeah, listen, man. It's some people uh next door to me. They they keep. I'm hearing a bunch of scuffling and stuff going on, but I ain't. I, you know, I ain't really sure what's happening. I know, I know. I'm, oh, I heard okay. this lady scream or something, man. But I. I just. Okay, sir, if you could give us the unit number that uh, you're in, we could have somebody come right over there and check that out. Hello, sir? Sir? Um, hello? <coughs> yep. Sir, are hello? you okay? Yeah, I, 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 uh, I got a, I got a sleeping disorder, man. So I, I been, oh, okay. Honestly, I, but I. I, 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 I the people ne- next door to me, man. They was, I mean, they was sitting there. I, I heard this lady scream, and I just, didn't, I ain't want nobody to, you know, start shooting or nothing, because I know they was arguing pretty, pretty heavily. And then I heard, it. I know they must have been fighting, because I, I heard some. I, 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 some I understand, scuffing. sir. Sir, what what unit are you in? <laughs> Hello, sir. Are you there? Hello. Hello? <coughs> Hello? Yes, I'm here. Are you okay? Is this you the you the security guy, right? Yes, sir. You called us about ten minutes ago and we've been trying to find out what unit you're in. Well, yeah, man, these people up here, man, they, they arguing and I I be I'm hearing more people over there now and they they fighting, man. I know I hear two two it's gotta be two men in there fighting this lady over there. Sir, 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 I, I hate I to interrupt you, but I hear some if you could kids. just tell me the unit, the unit, sir. The I unit. hear some kids over there, too. Sir, we need to know the unit so that we can come out and investigate. Hello? Hello? Sir, Hello? 
Hello? Hey, hey, look. I cannot do this all day. I am trying to work. I cannot be around with you on the phone. Could you please give me your unit number? Sure, the, the, the people over there, they arguing, man. I know you. Yes, you have said that they are arguing. I heard you when you said that they were arguing. Sir, if you just give me that unit number that either you're in or the unit number you hear the uh, noise coming from, we could have somebody come over there and check that out immediately. So what unit number are you in again, sir? Do you do you do you do you hear him arguing? See, let me put. No, I only hear your snoring. I need the unit number. Let me see, listen. I'm gonna put the phone up. You, do you hear? Him? You hear him? Yes, sir. But I don't hear the unit number. I need the unit number. Without the unit number, we're just having a conversation. Hello. Hello. Hello? Hello? Sir, are you there? Yo, yo. Oh, hey, man, you checked on them people? No, sir, we have not checked on the people because we have not been able to get the unit number from you. Sir? Dude, this falls asleep. Every time he gets ready to tell me something, he falls asleep. Come here, come here, come here. You got to hit it. He's falling asleep. Hey, man, come here. Dude, this guy is falling asleep on the phone. I can't get the unit out of him because he's falling asleep. Hello, sir? Hello, sir? Sir? Hey, man, I don't know what unit he's in. But he's falling asleep. Every time I ask him something, he falls asleep. He keeps telling me they're over there fighting, but I don't hear him. I, he won't tell me the f***ing you. I don't start. I don't know the you. What the f***? Would you wake your f*** up, please? Hey, I got a guy on the phone that he says that they keep hearing some screaming over his by his unit, but he's falling asleep. I don't can't get him on. Get him to tell me what the unit number is. Hey, dude, come here. Listen to this. Listen. Hello. I'm gonna need you to wake up, sir. Okay. Sir, could you please give me the unit? Well, I, I gotta ask you something. How come y'all uh, all y'all do is just sit on y'all and watch cars come in and out that door instead of helping people that need help? Because need some... even like you won't give us a unit number. You shut your up hollering at me. You need to do your damn job. You rent a cop. I'm a rent a cop. I'm a rent a cop. But your is a fall asleep. Would you just give me the unit number, please? I'll give you the number, the unit number. You ready for the unit number? Are you li are you listening to me? Yes. This I'm listening is, to you, sir. This is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just uh -oh. got pranked by your co-worker. Uh oh, <laughs> y'all crazy. Y'all crazy. Ah, uh, this is not funny, man. This is not funny no, at no. all. Y'all got me out here walking around this. Man, what is what is the baddest radio show in the land? The 
Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> Sleep security guard. Sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Sleep. But Tommy kept falling asleep on him, on yeah. the security guard, Junior. <laughs> That's all he did. Translate. Kept falling asleep. Translation. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys ever fallen asleep on the job, though? Like in a meeting Have or I? work? Have I? Oh, my God. No. Can I tell you how I fell asleep? Yeah. yeah. I worked at, okay, I worked at a mental hospital. And every <laughs> right day there. at lunchtime, they let all the patients come in the day room just to hang out. Well, I went to sleep amongst the patients, just out. I was just out. People walking around talking to themselves, just, you know, humming. <laughs> I'm, I'm completely out. The supervisor woke me up and fired my ass, so yeah, I did go to sleep. Yeah. It happened. It happened. It could be good. Is that a story? Yeah. That is so crazy. That's, that's a true patience. story. Hey, Mr. Brown, um, when you finish your nap, you're fired, okay? <laughs> All right, thank you. Coming up at the top of the hour, Juneteenth is now a federal holiday. We'll talk about it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe 
Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. All right, so Juneteenth is now a federal holiday because yesterday President Biden signed into law a measure that makes June the 19th or Juneteenth a federal holiday commemorating the end of slavery in the United States. As we establish Juneteenth as our newest national holiday, let us be clear about what happened on June 19, 1865, the day we call Juneteenth. Vice President Kamala Harris said, speaking of how the enslaved people of Galveston, Texas, were the last in the nation to be informed that the Civil War had ended and they would be set free. The news was brought to them by... Uh, the news was brought to them more than two years after President Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation, which freed all slaves in the Confederate States. So there you have it. So what, what happens on this holiday. federal holiday? Is well, it a day this is another holiday. Yeah. Is it a day off? Yeah, it's going to be a, a, yeah, a, a day off. Yeah. Yeah. Banks close. 
government closes. Right. Yep. Yeah. When you say right. Federal, like a normal yeah. holiday, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have a not a problem. It's just like like Miss Miss Harris was saying. How can we have a holiday for something that we can celebrate, but they don't want us to teach it to the kids in school mm-hmm. about the damn day? That to me, that don't yeah. make sense. They want to. You know, they don't want to talk like about slavery. Happened. Yeah. Like they well, that they want to take slavery yeah. out of the history books. Mm-hmm. They do. They want. To, See, right? I want you to understand something. This is my opinion of it. This country doesn't like to admit that it's racist. The biggest racial scar they have is slavery. So if we get rid of that, see, and and you stop teaching it, this younger generation won't know nothing about it. And so now that ends all this conversation of what y'all did to us, and then it doesn't uh, uh, allow uh, young people to know the history of this country it, it will remove our contribution to this country. Oh, yes. In mm-hmm. uh, the first place. Facts. And then it will lessen the guilt that a lot of these people feel. That part. That's so right important. There, that's that part. Right there. The uncomfortable but Steve. part. <laughs> right. And reparations that we might want to talk about. You know, yeah. Right. They, 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 they get rid of and all that of too. that. Yeah. So, so they get Steve, rid of all of that. Why is it okay to talk about the Holocaust but not slavery? Well, listen to me. It, the, the two shouldn't be pitted against one no, another. No, and they should. Well, Jewish people, right. ain't, Jewish people ain't Jewish people not finna let you play them. Mm-mm. Period. At all. At all. And we shouldn't yeah. let them play us. The yeah. two see, greatest atrocities in world history is slavery and the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. Those are two of the greatest atrocities tr- atrocities against humankind. Those two things cannot be forgotten. Now, the Jewish culture not going to let you play them. It's still people walking around with numbers on them. But it's still those of us walking around suffering from the aftermath of slavery because we live in a country that keeps inflicting policies as if we were. You won't pass the George Floyd bill. You right. have That's enacted, right. you've introduced over 400 bills recently for That's voter right. suppression since Biden won. Oh, okay, look, man, what else you want? You know, you're trying to tell us that you've been, that, that it's really raining. You've been peeing on us the whole time. And then you got the vice president's ass, uh, the former vice president says that uh, this uh, systemic racism is a left wing myth. Man, get out of here. You talking about Mike Pence. Pence, the former vice president. And they were trying to hang him his behind. These these people are so full of racism. All right, Steve, come on. Um, It's before you get too mad, right? Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) Miss Ann Tripp. Thank you very much. Yeah, this is Ann Tripp. And yes, they called it the Northern War of Aggression instead of slavery and the Civil War. As expected, President Biden signed a measure into law yesterday. Yes, we just talked about it, creating a new federal holiday honoring the other Independence Day, Juneteenth. But to his credit, to his credit, Mr. Biden at least acknowledged the bigger picture. Today also marks the sixth anniversary of the tragic deaths of Mother Emanuel Church in Charleston, South Carolina. A killer motivated by hate intending to start a race war in South Carolina, joined his victims in a Bible study class. Then he took their lives in a house of worship. It's a reminder that our work to root out hate never ends because hate only hides. And when you breathe oxygen under that rock, it comes out. In short, this day doesn't just celebrate the past. 
It calls for action today. I wish all Americans a happy Juneteenth. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi sees it as a very important continuum in light of this month's reveal about Black Wall Street and other lies and omissions uh, in the history books concerning American blacks and American history. This is an important step for America. One of the most momentous events in our history finally takes its official place of honor in our nation. That was Nancy Pelosi. Well, the Republicans gave it another try, but they lost again. Yesterday, the Supreme Court turned back a challenge by Republican-led states to abolish Obamacare or the Affordable Care Act, but they failed. The justices decide there was nothing wrong with the health program as it is, and Senator Charles Schumer says he's hoping the Republican Obamacare challenges finally get a life. The ACA is here to stay, and now we're going to try to make it bigger and better. Establish once and for all affordable health care as a basic right of every American citizen. Right now, about 31 million Americans have health care coverage directly connected to Obamacare. And this is the third time that the high court has upheld it. Well, finally, a lot was made of the numbers of people leaving uh, the cities, especially New York City last year, to get away from COVID. But a recent survey shows that still another exodus is about to happen. This is called recovery into resignation. Take this job and shove it. Yeah, apparently, according to Axios, as many as 40 percent of workers are now thinking about quitting their jobs. A lot of them also thinking about changing careers. A lot of folks got they were working at home. They want they don't want to go to the office anymore. And a lot of others just want a different life. Now back to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, come on. Introduce your boy. <laughs> Let's see what's going on in that crazy. Ladies and gentlemen, J. Anthony Brown. Pull up on them! All right, it's going down Saturday night. The whole pen, yours truly, will be there. Raleigh, North Carolina. Your boy will be in the house. I have a list of gifts. If you haven't got Daddy a gift yet, these oh. some gifts. If you see them, damn it, mm-hmm. don't get them, okay? This is oh. what Daddy don't want, okay? Oh, what he okay. A wool, lime green house coat that says... Do it, Daddy, on the back. He don't want that. If you see it, a gold tooth with a light in it. Now, that might be big in Atlanta, but the average Daddy don't want that, okay? Wooden shoes with Daddy's name in it. Damn it, he don't want that. Don't nobody want no wooden-ass shoes, all right? A chicken feathered vest. Nobody who the hell wants. What? Got your chicken got your chicken feathered vest, Daddy. Huh? What you think? How about this one? This is something Daddy definitely don't want. Latoya Jackson's greatest hits on download, which is one damn song. I know it's one song. Alright? One song. Don't you come in that room saying, Daddy, guess what I got you? 55-pound bag of barbecue skin, huh? Huh? That's huh? a game, though. Huh? 55-pound. How about wow. beer gum? Who the hell want beer gum? Don't know no damn beer gum. Beer gum. How about this one? Daddy, open the box. Look at that. I got you a pilgrim hat. Watch out there, now. Look at that. Oh. Here's something else Daddy don't want. He don't want a lap dance from a knock-kneed, cock-eyed stripper, okay? Now, you're going to save a lot of money. Yeah, 
You gonna save money on that, but he don't want it. Let me tell you what daddy really want, what he want. Daddy wants these nuts. Go to hottertheanamofo.com. Order daddy some of these nuts. (laughs) You worked that in. (laughs) See how I did that? Get daddy some nuts. These nuts. Hottertheanamofo.com for all your nuts needs. Watch out there now. That's your product, Jay, right? That's your product. Can I tell my kids something I don't want? What, Steve? I don't want another damn shoe horn. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were supposed to say something. Don't make those. Uh, (laughs) Got them all up. This one right here, you ain't even got to bend over, Daddy. You can just stand up. I can bend over and put my damn shoe on. (laughs) All right, we got to go, guys. Happy Father's Day. Thank you, Jay. Coming up in 34 minutes after the hour, we're going to talk to Steve about being a dad and a granddad. This is sponsored by Fatherhood, which stars Kevin Hart. It's out on Netflix today, and we'll talk about it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Fatherhood is Kevin Hart's new movie that premieres today on Netflix. You don't want to miss it. This is a Kevin Hart that we've never seen. He is excellent in this role. Um, It's about an emotional journey. He's a single dad. He's trying to connect with his daughter. I mean, Mm. what a a really, really good movie. You're going to laugh, but you're going to really cry in this movie because it tugs at your heart. And you're going to laugh a lot because it's Kevin Hart. But he's in a a really dramatic role. And... um, You know, it's just about him and his beautiful little daughter. It's a collection of just dads and father figures and just a beautiful portrayal of black fatherhood. A feel-good movie. It goes through all of the emotions. Like I said, you're going to laugh, you're going to cry, you're going to feel lost, you're going to feel doubt, you're going to feel love, grief, all of that, determination, all of that wrapped up into this movie called Fatherhood, which premieres today on Netflix, okay? So Steve, Got it, can't yeah, <laughs> you're a father, you know. Yeah. One of the best we know, not only do you father your own biological children, um, but you mentor many, many millions of boys around the world. So I want you to tell us about the first time you became a father. You didn't just have one baby, you had a set of twins, Brandy and Carly. Yeah, well, let's just be honest about my role as a father. Every last one of my children, every last one of them, was a complete damn surprise. You know what? Oh, they weren't planned? I, don't know what I did not expect you to say that. I was not looking for that. Every last one of them was a woman came in and said to me, I'm pregnant. Oh, oh, you are so huh? crazy. Uh-oh. I love it. You keep it one Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> so we having baby, baby, baby. How that happen? Baby, oh, God, dog. So, you know, I mean, but um, I'll tell you, though, it's been, I think being a grandfather has been even a little bit more special because I have, uh, you know, some way of seeing my name continue mm-hmm. uh, with, through like my grandsons. Uh, the granddaughters are a lot more, you know, precious. You know, I I, I never get angry at my grandkids. I'm always in a good mood with them because, you know, they're not mine. So 
I don't really care. <laughs> but I think the most gratifying Crazy. thing for me mm-hmm. is watching my children get it right. Now, they've all made a lot of mistakes. Yeah. But yeah, I have to realize that, boy, I, I look back at the mistakes I made, and nobody could keep judging me over and over for my mistakes because there wasn't no cyberspace. You know, oh, yeah. there was no internet, there was no Instagram. My children, sometimes their mistakes get broadcast and they have to deal with it. And then they had the extra burden of being my child. So now here comes some more spotlight. Yeah. And so it's been kind of, it's a tough spot to put them in, but, but they all have made the necessary adjustments and they've turned out to be some really, really good young people, man. And uh, no, you know, let me I'm ask proud you of a lot of the accomplishments. Any advice you can give to people who are dealing with blended families? Because you have experience in that as well. I mean, it's not easy. It's difficult. Mm-hmm. If you think parenting is difficult, blending is has its own set of challenges. Mm-hmm. I just the only thing that Marjorie and I did was we removed the term step. Okay. Mm-hmm. We don't have stepchildren. Mm-hmm. We removed the children. Children. Oh. Yeah. And they just our kids. Now, and you know, if you want into that party, you're welcome. Now, if you want to step outside of it. Because you feeling some kind of way, then go on get to stepping. But get me and Marjorie, we solid. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Steve. Happy Father's right, Day. Go. Coming yeah. up next, Junior is in for the nephew with today's prank phone call right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today. The subject is three years later, we're still friends. We'll get into that in just a little bit, but right now the junior, the junior is here for the nephew with today's prank phone call. What you got for us, the junior? Tommy wouldn't say it like this, but it's uh-huh. Mr. Wiggins. Mr. Wiggins. You got that right. <laughs> yeah. like, now, yeah. Wiggins. Yeah. We'd be on that word, wouldn't it's we? Just Mr. <laughs> Wiggins. <laughs> None of that. No age. Run it, cat. Hello? Hello, hi, my name is George. I'm with Green Lawn Services. Uh, we came out and gave you a cut your yard yesterday, and uh, we're trying to make sure that uh, you liked everything thoroughly. The, we cut the front, the back. We also did your hedges, put some mulch in the flower beds, the weed eating in the whole nine yards. And we also left an invoice on your doorstep. Want to make sure you got that as well. Y'all cut my yard, man. I walked all around, man. It looked damn good, but I was trying to figure out who the hell cut it. Sir. Yeah, we cut it as of yesterday. You were actually on our schedule, and um, we did everything thoroughly. We, I'm actually just calling as a follow-up. How the hell I get on your schedule, Doc? Sir, are you Mr. Malone at 5301 Zimmerman? Hell no, man. I'm Wiggins from 5303, man. You cut the wrong house. That's next door, man. Yeah. Well, I guess you need to put your invoice on their door, partner. Sir, sir, you... You're not Mr. Malone at 5301 Zimmerman? Say, man, I just told you I'm 5303, and I'm Mr. Wiggins. You done cut the wrong door. Y'all need to go over to Mr. Malone's house and get the money because you ain't cut the house. No, sir. No, you... y'all ain't coming over here trying to collect no money. Well, sir, hold on just a second here. You're saying we didn't... You done cut the wrong yard. Sir, I... ain't I... on no schedule. I ain't tell you come over here and cut And you go over there and talk to Malone, get your money. You can't So there's no way we can charge Mr. Malone if we haven't cut his yard. Now, let's, let's just well, back. you need to take your over there and cut Mr. Malone's yard and put that invoice in his yard. You ain't cut your and, 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 sir, I understand. Sir, listen. 
up, you ain't cut the wrong yard. You go cut the right yard and get the right that envelope. You ain't, you ain't got here. You ain't getting thing in this house. Okay, so I, I say this now. I, I didn't call no out of the cut cut over here. You go to that house and cut his right and get him the invoice. You ain't get here, partner. I understand that, sir. Listen, what I want to say is. Uh, uh, We'll, we'll go over and we'll take care of Mr. Malone's yard. I understand that we've made a mistake, but I understood I understood you say that you did like the services. So wouldn't it be even right for you to actually go ahead and send the invoice in along with a check since you did like the services? Well, evidently it seemed like your is retarded because then I just tell you you cut the wrong yard. I, you go over there and cut the right yard and get your money. You ain't got nothing but practice here. You done a good job. I understand that we cut the wrong yard, sir. I understand that. But you got the services and you like the services. I don't want to have to come out there and get the money from you. Well, come on if you're coming. Come on if you're coming. I got something for you. Come on over here and get your money. But you said you like. I wouldn't give a if I said the moon was green. You cut the wrong yard. You go get your money from the right. You ain't getting here. Sir, you... I got something for you. You come on I... over here. You see what you get. Sir, I yeah, cut, I done cut the wrong yard. You trying to get my money? You ain't getting now. You you, you go get your from the right. You either right next door, go cut that and leave that paper over there. I'm coming over there. You want me to start some? I start some. Ain't finna come around here and do no and be charging me no money now. Yeah, I got more heat than hell. Get money if you, you want to come get it. You got your yard cut, and we deserve to get our money back. Now you deserve the- to get your whoop. You come around here trying to get some money. Now, I told you you don't cut the on yard. Now you- and I'm going to tell you, don't make me whoop your behind this yard. You come on then. You come bring your I will whoop your behind in the front yard that just got cut. You bring your mama and your pamper, and you come trying to get this money. I'm fixing some on you. Don't you? I tell, I got one more thing to tell you. Is you listening? Is, I don't want to hear sh- Now you come stand up some. Sh- now I'm, you cut the wrong. Sh- I've got you, one more thing to tell you. Is you listening, Mister Wiggins? I'm listening. Look, this is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked. <laughs> Hello. What? <laughs> I know good and well. <laughs> I sit there listening to this every morning. And y'all the around got my. <laughs> Look at him. Your boy Gary just pranked you, man. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Hey. We laughing now, but I'm going to Gary. <laughs> hey, let me ask you something, man. Did they cut your yard? They cut the wrong yard? Man, that good, man. <laughs> Y'all about to get wicked started. <laughs> in the baddest <laughs> down in Dallas. <laughs> I feel for the trap. <laughs> Let me ask you something, though, man. What is the baddest radio show in the land? Man, it's the Steve Harvey Morning <laughs> Show. <laughs> there it is. Mr. Wiggins. Look at Mr. You. Wiggins. Wiggins. You can say your W's. And I got all mine you can now. Say I listened to school. <laughs> Mr. Wiggins. Wiggins? Mr. 
Wiggins. Yeah, maybe Tommy's, Tommy's on his vacation working on his W's. Who knows? That's probably what Ain't no telling. Ain't no telling. Well, you know, could be. Before and he flunked out of class. Could be. <laughs> Jay, I'm still tripping off when you said earlier Last that you used hour. to work mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. in a mental institution. Oh, I've had I've had all types of weird jobs. I, um, I was a, a shag boy. Anybody? Golfers know what a shag boy is. Now, if you ever gone to a golf course and seen where they have the tractor pick up the balls where guys hit them out oh, in the yeah, field? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but before they had the tractor, they had a little Negro out there, oh, which was me. <laughs> <laughs> do this on Juneteenth wait. weekend. This yeah, so you go back as far as you can, oh, and you wait till you hit the balls, and then you pick them up. And uh-huh. then you get a bucket of balls, and each bucket you fill up. You get five dollars, and it's called shagging balls. Shagging balls. Now wow. you have to wait till they hit all the balls out of the bucket, because you could go up to pick up a ball, which has happened, and you get hit in the head with a ball, and you don't get anything extra if you get hit. How much does a job it. like that pay, Jay? Five dollars a bucket. <laughs> Five dollars a bucket. Five, you get a bucket of balls. Oh, and how many buckets would you get on an average day? Well, like, in a day, if you got two or three buckets, you go home without fifteen dollars. And you know, you're a young kid. That's a lot of money, fifteen dollars. Yeah, so, yeah. Okay, it is. But it's a lot. Of, surely, it's a lot of dodging. A lot of dodging. A lot. You go home exhausted, <laughs> and that's why you don't like golf, huh? That's why he golf to this day. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. Coming up next, Strawberry Letter Subject. Three years later, we're still friends. We'll get into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. 
Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Time now for today's Strawberry Letter. And if you need advice on relationships, on dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to steveharveyfm.com and click Submit Strawberry Letter. We could be reading your letter live. (laughs) Just like we're going to read this one right here. Who knows? It could be your letter. You just never know. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Strawberry Letter with my good friend, Shirley Strawberry. Thank you, my good friend, Junior. Subject three years later, and we're only friends. Dear Stephen Shirley, I'm 34 years old, and my significant other is 39, and we've been together for three years. I call him my significant other because he is yet to define our relationship. We started as friends, just like most couples do, and we got closer. He told me that he didn't want anything serious, but he enjoyed spending time with me. We started having sex a month after we met, and at that time, I was very busy at work and helping my sister with her new baby, so I was not ready for anything serious either. Then my guy tore his ACL and he needed something someone to help him out so he came to stay with me for a week. I was crazy about him so taking care of him came naturally. Whenever we're together and his phone rang he'd tell the caller he was with me and he'd call them back. This made me confident about the direction our relationship was going in so I never asked him if we were boyfriend slash girlfriend. After two years we were stuck together like glue. If you saw him you saw me. That all changed last week when we double dated with one of my girlfriends and her fiance. They got engaged recently and they are so in love you can feel it. My friend asked my guy if he'd been thinking about marriage and my guy spoke up and embarrassed me so bad. He said, we're not that serious yet. We're best friends and we love each other, but we are not exclusive. He told my friend that I'm aware of our status and I'm not pressuring him for a title. I sat there looking stupid and holding back tears. He said he does plan to get married one day when the time is right. What I heard is that I'm not the one. Is he wasting my time or is, or is he dating others to get it out of his system before he proposes? I'm so confused. Okay, come on now. I really do not want you to be confused right now. I don't, I, don't, I don't want that. I need you to be good and woke, okay? Because this man just told your good friends and you what he really thinks of you in no uncertain terms. And you heard him tell them. So please be clear. He said, you're not exclusive. You are not exclusive, which means, yes, he's seeing other people, okay? And that marriage will happen one day when the time is right. Well, if it's marriage you want with him, you can no longer sit back and allow him and him only to define this relationship. You have a say in this too. You're in it. Your feelings matter. Uh, and, and if you've changed and you want more, you have to let him know. It's been three years. And after three years, you should feel extremely comfortable in expressing yourself to him. And with a lot of confidence, I might add. Remember, he had no shame, no trepidation when he spoke his mind to your friends. And you should do the same. You should do the same. Otherwise, you could be spending another three years in this holding pattern of a relationship, not know where it's going. And I know you don't want that. Steve, speak up, girl. Steve. Well, this letter, you've explained your situation thoroughly. So what you want our advice for, I don't understand. <laughs> uh, you're 34, he's 39. I call him my significant other. He don't call you nothing. 
I call him my significant other. And then you justify by saying because he has yet to define our relationship. <laughs> oh no, that's because you ain't defined it. You just you just what what you waiting on him to do? Because all throughout the letter he show you what he gonna do, which ain't pretty much ain't about nothing. Mm-mm. Well, you say we started as friends, just like most couples. That's not how it usually works, but okay. As we got closer. He told me he didn't want anything serious. Did Okay, you typed this, so obviously you heard it. <laughs> he told you he didn't want nothing serious. But he enjoyed spending time with me. We started having sex a month after we met. Well, that's when he, he really enjoyed it, spending time with you. Because y'all was having sex. And I was very busy at work helping my sister with her new baby, so I wasn't really ready for anything serious either. Well, see, you got into the relationship like a lot of people do, and you you was wanting something, but you was talking about you ain't want nothing either. Well, it don't sound like that in the letter, because all through the, what you at the table crying for later on, if you ain't want nothing. See? Then my guy tore his ACL and he needed someone to help him out, so he came to stay with me for a week. I was crazy about taking care of him naturally. So now, when he needs you for convenience, here he comes. Now he need a woman now. See, he ain't need nothing serious, but that see that torn ACL, that's a serious injury. So now let me cozy on up to this girl that I'm using and I'm going to go stay at her house for a week because this serious now. Mm. But a minute ago, he told you he don't want nothing serious, but that injury didn't tighten him up, so now here he come. All right, I'll tell you the rest of it when we come back. Hang on, All right, hang on. you heard him. We'll have part two of Steve's response coming up at 23 minutes after the hour. Today's subject, three years later, we're still friends. We'll get back into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, Steve. Let's recap today's strawberry letter. The subject, three years later, we're still friends. Hmm. Well, lady. That's it. You're dating a man. You were just friends, you say, like most couples. Then uh, y'all got closer and he told you, I don't want nothing serious. He told you that. Top of the letter. But he said he enjoyed spending time with me. Well, you know why? Because right after that, y'all said y'all started having the sex a month after we met. Well, I know good and hell well he's enjoying his time with you now. (laughs) Now, you was okay with that, you say, because you was busy at work and you was helping your sister with a new baby. So I was not ready for anything serious either. Oh, well, that ain't what this letter say. Because you wrote the whole time in the letter. You sound like you was thinking something was going to get serious, right? Well, then you got to his ACL. He needed somebody to help him out, so he came to stay with me for a week. Because you know why? Because the ACL is a serious injury. So now he over your house for a week. You loved it because you're crazy about him. Taking care of him just came naturally. As it does with a lot of women, because a lot of women are... Very nurturing by nature. Women are the best nurturers in the world. 
So you had a chance to take care of somebody and show him how much you love him and how serious you are? Why he had that serious injury? Girl, you making it happen. And now here go the part that I really want you to talk about. Right. So taking care of him came naturally. Whenever we were together and his phone rang, he'd tell the caller he was with me and he called them back. This made me confident about the direction of our relationship was going on. Whoa, 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 whoa. So you're ignoring the fact that the phone rang? <laughs> right. You just go, damn that. <laughs> you, your takeaway with that was he tell everybody, I'm, I'm with her. I'll call you back. That gave you confidence. Girl, you forgot he told you this wasn't nothing serious. And based on the conversation, he tell that to everybody. So now when the girls do call him on the phone, he done already told them they got a torn ACL and he's staying with his friend. I'm with her right now. I'll call you back. And they cool with that because he done told them they ain't got nothing serious. But mostly he done told them you ain't serious. Mm -hmm. And if you don't think he told them that, that's why he's so coolly answering his phone. Because why he got to put his phone on vibrate if he was trying to hide something? He ain't got to, though. He can leave it open because you ain't serious. He told you that. But he told everybody else that. So now that made you confident about the direction your relationship was going in. So I never asked him if we were boyfriend and girlfriend mistake after two years we were stuck together like glue okay if you saw him you saw me that all changed last week when we double dated with one of my girlfriends and her fiance they got engaged recently and they are so in love and you can feel it my friend asked my guy if he'd been thinking about marriage and my guy spoke up and embarrassed me so bad he said he's not that we're not that serious yet See, because his, his ACL fixed. That was crushing. <laughs> and he told you two years ago he wasn't looking for nothing serious. He crushed her. <laughs> he said, we're best friends and we love each other, but we're not exclusive. Mm. I, now, I don't know why that affected you. Cause he been answering the phone the whole time. What? <laughs> he told my friend that I'm aware of our status and I'm not pressuring him for a title. He told the truth. He told you he didn't want nothing serious. He ain't never gave you a title. And he, you know you're aware of it because he told you that. And you ain't pressuring him for a title because you said back in the letter, you ain't never asked him if you was boyfriend or girlfriend. You said that. So you can't get mad at this guy in this letter at all. I sat there looking stupid and holding back tears. He said he does plan to get married one day when the time is right. What I heard is I'm not the one. Is he wasting my time or is he dating others to get out of his system before he promotes? Wait a minute, what, 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 where do you get this stuff from that you keep reading into this? You said, is he dating others to get it out of his system before he proposes? Mm. He 39. Right. <laughs> what, what? He 39. Mm-hmm. Lady, what do you mean he trying to get this out of his system before he proposes? 
He never told you he wanted to marry you. He's never mentioned marriage to you. You ain't even his girlfriend. And he told it to you in front of your friends. Why you're still there hoping and waiting is beyond me. What are you waiting for? Lady, you know the answer to all of this. Stop reading more into something that ain't there. All you need to do is go in and say, look, I, w- I want a title. I want to know what his relationship is, or we're going to have to end it. Yeah. Bye. And he's going to just right. go on over there with them other girls that's called. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. Post your comments on today's Strawberry Letter at Steve Harvey FM on Instagram and Facebook. Check out the Strawberry Podcast on Demand. Coming up at 46 minutes after the hour, what? Junior has a new poem for us right after uh-huh. this. Yes. Oh, Father's Day. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Junior, you have so much stuff going on. Tell us what's happening Excuse in your world. Me. Excuse me. Yes. Is this poem time? Right up this it will be. The Steve Harvey Morning Show and Walmart Family Mobile want to help you celebrate Father's Day this year. We want you to enter for a chance to win a high-end smartphone, six months of Walmart Family Mobile service, plus $2,500 cash, fathers. All right, enter and get rules at steveharveyfm.com. All thanks to Walmart Family Mobile. Get 40 gigabytes for under $40 a month from Walmart Family Mobile, powered by T-Mobile. Get all the info at steveharveyfm.com. Now, Unc is pouring time. Ladies and gentlemen, it gives me great pleasure to introduce this man. And, Jay, you've never heard this, so pay attention. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the mic mm-hmm. a man who I affectionately refer to as Jay Rap. What does that stand for? What's that for? Junior's raggedy ass poems. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jay Rap! <laughs> Oh, well, here it is, then. Father's Day, fathers. You know, you, you're pretty much not going to get nothing for Father's Day. We already established that at the beginning of the show. Also, there's some other things you ain't going to be getting either. So listen up, fellas. Here it goes. It's called Father's Day poem. There it is. Here it is. Daddy, you ain't getting nothing. Let's get this out the way. You know damn well you ain't getting nothing each year on Father's Day. Well, you might think you're going to get some. Uh-uh. You'll even take a bath, stand there in your drawers while she looks at you and laughs. Daddy, you ain't getting nothing. We do this every year. You start getting all giddy when Father's Day gets near. Daddy, you ain't getting nothing. Let's just get this out so you're not surprised and looking sad while your lip is all poked out. Daddy, you're not getting nothing, okay? So, Daddy, I hope you made it clear with the words I had to say. You ain't getting nothing. Zero. Goose egg. Nada. Nathan. Donut hole. Airball. Empty box. On Sunday. This Father's Day. The end. <laughs> you wrong. Nada. Zero. Nathan. Happy Father's Day. <laughs> Happy Father's Day. Yeah. She ain't getting you none of that either. <laughs> nothing. Yeah. Wow. Zero. J-Rap strikes again. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> I'm yeah. with you when you write, Steve. <laughs> oh, no, that was a whole run right there. I'm telling you, that was a wall. Jay, That's get your boy. Yeah. <laughs> Ping. Jay has nothing to say to his little protege. <laughs> oh, Jay already know. That's why Jay left. You know, nothing. Jay, nothing. Ain't nothing. <laughs> nothing. Wow. 
All right, coming up, thank you, Junior. Coming up at the top of the hour, J-Rap. Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll talk about the most embarrassing father-dad moments right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so 
there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. All right, guys, we've been talking about it all morning. We know that Father's Day is this Sunday. So Steve, Jay, and Junior, (laughs) I got to ask you guys, what what was the most embarrassing thing your father ever did to you? And and what's the best advice your dad ever gave you? I call myself going to uh, fight my father. You know, I mean, one day I was going to stand up. And uh, he hit me in the stomach so hard. I, I never... I mean, fist went all the way to my back. It was like, wow, he knocked me, he knocked me. He just one punch, you know, I'm like, let's do this. That's exactly what I said. I said, damn it, let's do this. And he hit me in my stomach so damn hard that I, I passed out. <laughs> let's do this. Huh? Rise yeah. up to your dad. Yeah. Jay, Jay, as soon as you said, let's do this, he said, all right. Let's do this. Y'all, he said, he's. He said, all right, bam, okay, and hit me in my damn stomach again. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Whoa, okay. What about you, Junior? Yeah. Uh, my daddy going to school with me as a student uh-huh. because I was talking in class <laughs> and my grades were slipping. He said, oh, okay, I know. You, you don't want to learn. I said, I'll be there tomorrow. And he was there the whole damn day, class to class. I ain't never focused on trying to do some homework in class. I was the best student that day because my daddy's sitting right behind me. His big ass at a desk, sitting right behind me. Knees all out. Don't you know the answer, Spates? I know Spates know the answer. Uh, uh, come on. I mean, that whole day, even going to uh, lunch, none of my friends talked to me that entire day. I was oh, just me and my him. God. Oh, he got, he got pen and paper. Paper tablet, everything. He looked like <laughs> standing at my locker with me. I smell. I can't get no girls in here today, Dad. You got to go, man. <laughs> that's the embarrassing thing he ever did to me. Woo. Come on, that's Steve, pretty the bad. Most embarrassing, yeah. Steve, what was it? <laughs> thing your father ever did. So many, man. I don't really know. I had a great father. My daddy did not do a lot of talking, mm-hmm. and his whole <laughs> thing was to make you figure it out. So every summer I had to work construction with him, right? 
Uh-huh. Okay. When I got older. Uh-huh. And so his thing was he would be working on a job site. And to make sure I was looking, he would look at me and go, I'm finna do this right here. Go up there and get that thing for me. Now, you, I'm finna do this right here. Yeah. Go up there and get that thing for me. Now, I gotta walk all the way up this hill. And it's, it's, it's just, at the top of the hill, it's just full of things. <laughs> and so the first time he sent them, then my, my youngest brother, who's 11 years older than me, he was working with him too. I came back down the hill, and I didn't have the right thing. And he said, uh, what's that for? I said, I, I bought it down here. He said, what the hell would you bring that down here for? When I'm doing this here, and I told you to bring me that thing down here so I could do this here. I wanted so bad to go, Daddy, do this here what? And get what thing, man? Damn, come on. But my brother looking at me like, come on, man, just do the one smart thing you got to do. So I walked back up that hill, came back down with two things in my hand. Okay. And I'll be damned what neither one of them did. <laughs> he said, boy, I raised you to be a thinking man. Now I'm finna do this here. Go up there and bring that thing down here. When I came back down that hill the third time, I had that whole wheelbarrow. I know you did. <laughs> Full of everything that was on top of that hill. Uh-huh. I got down there and said, okay. And my brother was just laughing. He said, man, you bought all these damn tools down here. He going to get mad. I bet I don't go back up there with not. I, I wasn't bringing the wrong thing down here. Right. He said, all right, now get that to me. Oh. You didn't know what that was? Do you know I handed him everything out that wheelbarrow until I got to the last thing, and that's what the hell he wanted. But that's how my daddy taught us. Uh-huh. I uh-huh. said, man, this dude right here. Rough. <laughs> all right, Steve. Thank you. Happy Father's Day to all the great fathers out there. Happy Father's we'll Day more. to Slick yeah. Harvey, the greatest daddy I ever knew. Yeah. Man. I miss yeah. you, man. We'll have more Steve of today's Brown. trending stories on the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up in 20 minutes after, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. The Steve Harvey Virtual Mentoring Program is this Father's Day weekend. Special guests include Jeezy, L.A. Lakers star Taylor Horton Tucker, Terrence J., and many more. And Steve, you said that during our mentoring sessions, uh, you found that the boys are dealing with so much pain because of all the deaths of these young black men. And on Saturday, you're going to be having a, a conversation and a panel called Pass the Pain with uh, some of the iconic fathers, uh, Tracy Martin, father of Trayvon Martin, Aubrey Wright, father of Dante Wright, and Michael Brown Sr. And Michael Michael Brown's uh, father. And a lot of Mm -hmm. African-American young men are dealing with the trauma that they see on the news. I did one camp one time at my ranch in Dallas, and I had the Lula Elm Police Department come and talk to the boys, and that's when I discovered it. Mm -hmm. When them police came and talked to them boys, all them black boys wanted to ask the police was, why y'all always kill us? Killing us. Mm-hmm. And them officers was going, well, that's not all of us. That little boy stood up and said, he was 15. He stood up and said, but it's too many. Mm-hmm. He said, officer, y'all don't never kill white kids. Whoa. Ever. Wow. He said, y'all just kill us. That's why we run. That's why we try to keep driving. Because wow. if we mm-hmm. stop, y'all going to kill us. That's when I said, okay, 
there's some level of stuff going on here that I haven't been noticing. So yeah. now we had to add some things to the program to help the boys deal with the pain. Right. So young men ages 13 to 18, please go to theharveyfoundation.org for more details. Coming up, we'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show at 33 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right. So Juneteenth is now a federal holiday because yesterday President Biden signed into law a measure that makes June the 19th or Juneteenth a federal holiday commemorating the end of slavery in the United States. As we establish Juneteenth as our newest national holiday, let us be clear about what happened on June 19th, 1865, the day we call Juneteenth. Vice President Kamala Harris said, speaking of how the enslaved people of Galveston, Texas, were the last in the nation to be informed that the Civil War had ended and they would be set free. The news was brought to them by, uh, the news was brought to them more than two years after President Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation, which freed all slaves in the Confederate states. So there you have it. So what what happens on this federal holiday? Is it a day off? Yeah. Is it a day off? Yeah, it's going to be a a, a federal day off. Banks close, government closes. Yeah. Like a normal holiday, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I have a, not a problem, it's just like like Ms. Harris was saying, how can we have a holiday for something that we can celebrate, but they don't want us to teach it to the kids in school mm-hmm. about the damn day? That, to me, that don't yeah. make sense. They want to, you know, they don't want to talk like about slavery. Well, they want to take slavery yeah. out of the history books. They do. They want. See, to I want you to understand something. This is my opinion of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. This country doesn't like to admit that it's racist. The biggest racial scar they have is slavery. So mm-hmm. if we get rid of that, see, and, and you stop teaching it, this younger generation won't know nothing about it. Mm-hmm. And so now that ends all this conversation of what y'all did to us, and then it doesn't uh, 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 allow uh, young people to know the history of this country. It it will remove our contribution to this country. Oh, yes. In in the first place. Facts. And then it will lessen the guilt that a lot of these people feel. That part. So important. That part. Right there. The uncomfortable part. Right. And reparations that we might want to talk about. You know. Right. They they, they get rid of all of that. So, so get see, rid of why, all of that. Why is it okay to talk about the Holocaust but not slavery? Well, listen to me. It, the, the two shouldn't be pitted against one no, another. They, and they should. Well, You're Jewish people ain't right. Jewish people not finna let you play them. At period. All. At all. And we shouldn't let them play us. The right. two see, greatest atrocities in world history is slavery and the Holocaust. Those are two of the greatest atrocities tr- atrocities against humankind. Those two things cannot be forgotten. Now, the Jewish culture not going to let you play them. It's still people walking around with numbers on them. All right, uh, when we come back, last break of the day and Steve's closing remarks. You don't want to miss them. We'll be back at 49 after. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. 
At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. 
Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. All right, here we are, our last break of the day on this Friday, um, Father's Day weekend. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. And I just want to say something to my kids. You know, I know sometimes you guys forget purposely about Father's Day, which is cool. I'm, I can deal with it. But the fondest memories I've had uh, with my kids was when they would go on the road with me. And I don't oh. know if Steve had this opportunity to do that. I'd take all of my kids on the road. Uh, I'd probably working at the Stardome or something like that. I'd, you know, lock them up in the room and then I'd go do my show. And then I had to take them home. Now, if you don't know my backstory about my kids, I got three kids, three baby mamas. We'll talk about that on another show. But anyway, oh. anyway, <laughs> anyway oh. taking my kids home, and I don't know if Steve or anybody, taking my kids home was the hardest part ever. It was the toughest part ever to drop them kids off. And it was so cool that each kid, wanted to be the last one to go home, which would meant Aww. that's how much time they right. wanted to be with me. They were always trying to encourage me to take the other one home first. So it was so much fun. I, I'll never forget it, you know, just to have my kids on the road with me. And any dad who's taking the kids back and dropping them off, or mom, it is really, really, really yeah. tough. So happy yeah, Father's Day to anybody who's ever been yeah. to bed. Yeah. And, wow. you know, I yeah. agree with you. But I, I want to say something, man. About my father, you know, uh, greatest influence in my life in terms of turning me into a man. Because my father mm -hmm. never spent any time talking to me about nothing else. I don't ever sit down. I don't ever remember having a conversation with my dad about prayer or faith or going to church or nothing. That was my mother. She did all of that. My father's mm -hmm. only mission in life was to get me to understand that one day, son, you are going to be responsible for some people. And in order to learn how to do that, you got to start being responsible now. My father didn't allow me to have, like, uh, goofy times and stuff like that. He was full court pressing me, man. And I tried to raise my sons like that. I didn't accomplish it, though. I didn't, mm -hmm. I didn't accomplish it because I just thought it was better to let them be a little bit more free and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, because my kids had a different life than I had, you know. But my father knew exactly what I needed because I, I had nothing. And he knew that he was going to leave here and I was going to have to build this nothing into something. My kids don't have that problem. They started with something. 
So I didn't have to instill in them the same thing that my father instilled in me. And I tried to find little ways to do it, but it's just not the same thing because they see it right there. We have our own room. We all have computers. We have our own bathroom in our room. You know, that's how my kids grew up with. We ain't got to fight. We don't go to the, we don't go over here. We don't got to do that. We don't live in the hood, you know. But my father knew differently. He said, this boy of mine, he lives in a place, man, that's, that's, that's just wickedly rough. So I got to get him there. I used to come home, man, crying to my mama because some boy had jumped on me and beat me up. Man, my father would come in there and see that. Who did it? I say, Ricky, Manny, go on back out there. I'm going to be on the porch. You go down there, you whip Ricky, you whip Manny. I'm going to be on this porch. And if you don't whip him when you come home, I'm going to whip you. Well, now, mm. we got to go downstairs and get these hands up. And I know people think that, well, you know, that was you shouldn't make a child do that. You didn't grow up where I grew up. You didn't know what my father knew about it. And then my father was the essence of black man. My father used to tell me stuff, man, that I thought was so hurtful to say. But my father grew up in a time where they mistreated black people in your face all the time. And I watched my father and mother cry when I came in the house and found out that Martin Luther King was dead. That's I seen my mother and father standing there holding each other crying. I heard my father say, white folks don't care nothing about us. They don't want us to have nothing. All this man talked about was peace and love. They don't want us to have that. I watched my father struggle and suffer, man, but steady, always embedding in me the thought process of work hard. Don't ask nobody for nothing. God bless the child that has his own. Get your own. Don't ask nobody for nothing. Work hard. Boy, look, if they tell you to be there at five, you be there at quarter to five. If they tell you they stay until six, you make sure everybody gone before you check out. My father raised me that way. I remember when I flunked out of college and I started working at Ford Motor Company. Whenever they needed somebody to call overtime, they'd call. I'd come in early, everything. I remember one time a foreman called my house and asked my father, was I there? And I wasn't there, you know, and I was staying somewhere else. And he told my father, he said, Mr. Harvey, can I tell you something? You don't know me, sir. I'm a supervisor here at Ford Motor Company. You've raised one hell of a young man. He's one of the hardest working young men I've ever seen come through this door at Ford Motor Company. That made my father the proudest he's ever been. And my father told me, he said, son, that man telling me that was bigger for me than you told me you was going to college. He said, I ain't know nothing about college, no how. He said, but when that man <laughs> called and said you was one of the hardest workers he's ever seen come through that door, he said, that's what I raised you to be. He said, when I die and I leave this world, you let them always be able to say about Steve Harvey Slick's boy that they can outdress you, they can outthrow you, they can outrun you. They can out-eat you, they can out-dance you, and they can out-sing you. But don't you let no man living say they can outwork you. He instilled that in me. And I would not be who I am. It wasn't for that black man with a third-grade education who raised a boy that turned out to be global. I thank God for him every day. Appreciate you, Slick Harvey. Hope you're proud of me. Those are my closing remarks. See y'all Monday. Happy Father's Day. 
For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.